Hey everybody, this is Heather and you're listening to Simply Healed with Heather Leonard. Today's episode is called Avoidance Does Not Equal Not Messy. (laughs) So to all my avoidant folks, yes, this is for all of you, but also anybody who claims they don't like drama in their life or messy situations and do their very best to avoid it, I'm here to say you might just be causing it. So (laughs) let's get into it today, guys. I'm glad you joined me. Here we go. I love to make my episodes about things that are going on in my own life or things that are going on in my friend's life or things in my Facebook group that keep coming up as a topic or a question. You know, I get inspired by those types of things. Um, And it's been in my face a lot lately about this whole topic around people trying to keep things clean and not getting messy or dramatic. Um, And often people feel really solid in the fact that they're not the creators of the drama. They are. They dislike it, they repel it, but there's something really interesting that happens when you try to avoid drama. It's that in the process of lack of communication, in the process of maybe hiding details or smoothing things over or taking the easy route, you know, what are you doing? You're creating drama, right? <laughs> Honesty, openness, and being really upfront and forthcoming that's how you avoid drama. Giving all of your information, even if it feels like a heavy dump, (laughs) like let's face it, a lot of us don't want to bring all of our own past baggage, I'm putting in air quotes, to the table because we feel like that's basically us putting drama into a situation and energy around something you want to leave in your past, leave behind you. And I get it. I mean, don't we all want to just like erase the bad stuff and have a nice fresh start and not even have to bring that into a current situation. But what happens is if we're really trying to just smooth something over, make it not sound as big of a deal as maybe it was, make your life sound a little less, you know, full of stuff (laughs) to have to deal with, it just seems like that That mentality of I'm going to present myself in this positive light, keep things in a good energy, good vibration mode, and not bring up anything that could have conflict or not mention the things that rub me the wrong way or irk me about somebody because I don't want it to be drama. I'll just let that roll. All of those mindsets actually end up inviting in more and more stuff into your future. It might be like a temporary fix of I don't have to face it right now. It means that tomorrow it's going to be a bigger issue than if you had just been forthcoming right at the get-go, had just laid it all out there, had just communicated your thoughts or feelings or annoyances, grievances, whatever. Like Just get it all out there. Get it off your chest. Holding things back, by the way, never good, never good. Have to think about it. Like It's that teapot feeling. You can almost see it, right? Like It starts to build. The pressure's there. It's like if you say something doesn't bother you, but on some level it does, but you're trying to keep the peace eventually that top's gonna blow, right? You gotta let the release button have its time to do its magic. That's a fact. You know, if you just hold things in, it'll come to the surface. And if you hold things back from people, it'll come out as like a lie or a deception. And that's not what your intention was. It was to keep it clean and not messy. (laughs) But I hear this so much from people and like, Usually they're the drama starters, not even trying. They're trying to avoid the drama and the mess and they bring it on by just not 
putting it out there. Be authentic. Be honest. Who cares? It's what it is. And people will either accept it or they won't. But letting that out means it's now off your plate. You know what I'm saying? Like it is now no longer your problem. You have given the information that people can do with as they please. You have presented your side of things, your feelings about it, and you can be clean of that. You're not holding back how you really feel. You're not holding back stuff to make someone else feel good. All of that holding back is is the pressure builder. And on some level too, it'll always be weighing in your own mind. Like maybe I should have said something. That's not a good feeling to carry around. <laughs> Nobody needs that extra stress at all. Um, I feel like it's just another layer to having to... I don't know. It almost feels deceptive, right? Holding back an emotion or holding back information or not communicating feelings, all of those things are an icky place to be. So for everyone who's thinking, oh yeah, so-and-so needs to listen to this episode for sure. They are, they do this all the time. I'm going to suggest that <laughs> you break out your mirror and remember the last couple weeks episodes where I've been talking about that reflection in the mirror and what life shows you. So if you're getting it, you're giving it, you're withholding a little in some avenue in your own way, you're holding in how you really feel to not rock the boat. So look a little bit at your own stuff because what ends up happening, remember, we can't change other people. We can change ourselves, and if we stop doing those little bits of that in our own world, it'll stop showing up in ours. You know what I mean? Like people will be a lot more forthcoming with their feelings if we're being forthcoming with ours. So just tweak yourself a little bit instead if you're immediately thinking of somebody that this makes you immediately think of, oh yeah, they are definitely this, they definitely do this all the time to me then why you're receiving it is because there's an element of you in here somewhere. So pause this, think, dig, find that piece of yourself that you're probably pretty unaware you have, but that you're putting out there in a sense of trying to be a people pleaser maybe, or maybe trying to only give so much information, you know what I mean? Like a slow reveal so you're not dropping a bomb <laughs> or whole, you know, just, yeah, anytime you're biting your tongue on an opinion, really, but it could be, it hides itself in all kinds of ways. It's like we think it's with good intent is the issue here. So we think we're doing it to protect others. Really, it's probably a little more about protecting ourselves, you know, not being as vulnerable, not having to deal with emotional talk but keeping it kind of, you know, superficial and easy, you know, the, the easy laughs, the easy talk, the easy connections, that's fine. But don't tell me that you're wanting more and deeper when you're not giving it. If you're trying to keep things easy and go with the flow and everybody's happy, then, you know, you're going to get superficial relationships in your life. You're not going to have deep connections with other people if you're not willing to pour your heart out to them and, you know, lay it at their feet and be like, this is a bad day for me, or this is a bad time in my life. I'm going through some stuff. Yeah, like I, you know, I, not to like information dump here, but like I've got this happening. I don't necessarily want to get too into it, but I just want you to know this is happening in my world. That's a start, guys. It doesn't have to be like you now have to like bare your soul to somebody that you're having like conversations with or like you know, tell your family members your deepest, darkest secrets. And it's not that. It's just like a little bit more openness around 
hey, some stuff's happening. Or like, my resistance is coming from here. Or, hey, I had this past experience and this reminds me of that. Or whatever. I mean, I've heard so many stories lately that just pop up in my mind around this topic that I can think of a million different people I'm thinking of right now. But (laughs) in every scenario, it kind of comes back to that same bit of like, oh, but it's so much. Like, uh, even in this grief world, people like revealing that they're a widow or widower, that feels heavy. Like, I don't want them to have to deal with it. I want them to just see me through the same lens, you know, with not this like broken down individual or whatever, but still holding back something that's that deep and, you know, part of who you are is really depriving someone else of sort of being their genuine self to support you through that for one, but also just having all the information. You know, there are some people who will say, that's not for me. Like I know individuals who've already told me like, I won't ever marry somebody who's been through a divorce because religiously speaking for them, that it didn't go along with their religion. And um, I don't know too much about that, but what I do know is that if that's the stance that they take, that's their decision. It's not up to you to withhold that information from somebody and then allow their heart to get all tangled up just to find out that you're not a match for them. You know, you have to let them have their feelings around what's, you know, good for them. Oh, my dog decided he wanted to join the podcast. Hang on. Let me let him in the room. (laughs) So now the snorting can commence. (laughs) You can already hear him. He sounds like a piglet. But yeah, like they get their, they get to have their say on what is okay for them. And you get to have your say for what is, you know, what aligns for you. And as much as we might not want to give information that would scare somebody off, It's just fairness to them to allow them to make that choice for themselves. And don't already make an expectation in your head that just because someone hears something, it's going to automatically be a yes or a no or a whatever. Like this bit of information is going to make this happen. If you've already decided that, well, then that's what's already going to happen. I mean, let's just come to the conclusion that if we really are our own authors in our story here, as soon as you've already decided, well, when I tell them this, it's going to be over. It is. That's just, okay, that's what you want. That's what you get. (laughs) That's what the universe loves to do. Weighs its magic wand and poof, look, (laughs) you wanted this. You expected it. Here it is. You know, expect different from people. I mean, I think most people can appreciate great communication, even if it's information overload, um, or appreciate uh, someone who is just willing to put out there stuff that might not always be received well. That is so much more favorable as to like someone who seems closed off, shut off, um, you know, emotionally unavailable, um, or people pleasing. You can tell. Have you ever met somebody who's really of the people pleasing nature? And it's like, holy cow, like calm down. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, it seems like everything is so chipper. Everything is like, yeah, me too. I don't know. Um, But you don't have to make it okay for everybody. And that personality trait, I don't know, I think it can get irritating anyway to have somebody who just, it's everything has to be okay all the time. Because listen, raw emotion, I'm into that. I am into people. I don't care if you're if I just met you today and you're crying. Actually, I have a couple good friends who the very first day I met them, I was in tears. I remember this moment. Oh, it's such a funny thing. So my husband and I used to well, we lived next door to some best friends of ours, right? But we used to have this tradition of like put the kids to bed. We had them on our monitor and we'd walk next door and we would like just 
have a cocktail at night with our friends and hang out and have laughs and whatever. Like it was like every night ritual of walking through the woods as soon as the kids went to bed. So after he passed that first summer when we were living next door, I remember two or three nights in a row filling up my drink, foot ready to go out the door, couldn't do it, could not make that walk that pass by myself. So the next night I remember looking out and seeing the lights on outside at our friend's little outdoor tiki bar and thinking, all right, um, headed over, I'm gonna do this because there was life over there, there was people like made the drink, walked all the way out the door, closed the door, stood there for a bit, <laughs> slowly sauntered through those woods. And by the time I arrived at the outside bar, the tears were just streaking down my face. Never met these people before, but hi, how are you? I'm a neighbor. <laughs> it was quite the moment. But honestly, like they valued that. And I honestly think um, it's part of how we connected quickly and immediately because they saw that I was a real human being. You know, if I had just come over in this like chipper, everybody, I'm gonna make sure like that's the first time I'm meeting him, hi. It would have been very bleh, you know, like I'm sure we would have said hi, whatever. And, but it was like, we connected that night. I feel like I gave him a hug when I left. Like they felt like good friends by the time of a few hours passing. And it was just because I, they were there for something that was so hard for me. And I didn't try to cover it up to make the moment okay for everybody. I didn't try to like, you know, swallow it down and leave it for another time when it would be more comfortable for everyone else. Like I just wore it. It was what was going on in my heart and I let it happen. I let it move through me and out so that I didn't swallow it back and get all this grief down in the core of my soul that would needed to like pour out at some inconvenient moment. I let it roll, <laughs> you know, and I let it roll whoever's around me. I've let it roll on my Facebook lives. I've let it roll like amidst a perfectly normal conversation when it needs to just come out. Like it doesn't even make sense. The post office or the doctor's office when they need to know who my emergency contact is. Whenever, if it's like, boom, that hit a nerve and I didn't realize it, that's fine. I'll figure that out later. <laughs> I can dig deeper as to why that popped up when it did. But for right now, I am who I am. Yeah, I just lost my husband within the last three years. That's big. You know, I don't feel like I need to apologize for it. And I don't think that holding it back to protect anybody else from having to deal with the emotional girl in the room is doing anybody any favors. And almost every time the tears roll, the person that I'm with connects on some deeper level with me. Like, oh yeah, I lost my mom last year. I totally hear it. I'm so sorry. Like or whatever it is, like there's usually a connection to be made, a real human connection, guys. <laughs> Not as I'm glossed over like, whatever it's like a real connection and bond that forms when you're authentically you you're in your feels like don't make it about all the other stuff why do so many of us not want to talk about our emotions it is really kind of a turn off to me at this point in my life when someone is just closed off like i get it we're all bruised and battered and have histories and garbage that has happened to us like I don't want to compare bruises and scars either like I don't I don't feel like it's part of me I feel like I have moved forward from it but still it's a part of me so if I'm not willing to share it and like it's the difference between expecting an injury to fully heal or knowing that the cut might be gone but the scar still exists like I'm not going to wear the scarf to cover the scar it's there and I will happily wear it. Like 
this happened and it messed me up, but I'm pretty much a stronger person for it and I'm still moving on and I'm still taking a step forward every day and in the light without being this depressive, like sad sack in the corner. Hey, that's, that's me in a nutshell. I'm not embarrassed by it. I'm not going to like skirt around and try to make everyone else feel good. Like whatever. I honestly, like who doesn't have their stuff? So when I look around a room and I see lots of beautiful scars and then I see a few people that just look so shiny, the shiny ones are the ones I don't trust because I don't believe anybody has no history of like issues or past traumas or hurts or whatever. So if you're showing me your shiny side, I might not want to get to know the rest of you. Like, you know, the broken parts that actually make someone beautiful. I might not want to dig to that level because honestly, it feels like too much work. It feels like you're a master manipulator of burying that stuff deep and not burying it or showing it to anybody. And if that's the phase you're in, it's just I'm not for that. Like, I'm not a match for you. Because when you are up against somebody who has this perfectionism thing going on, it's like, do you really want to feel less than around them and in their presence all the time? Not really, you know? And so I would just so much rather be with someone who's a big old mess, honestly. Like, that's fine. We all are. As long as you're not, like, walking around in a depressive state around it or, like, you know, the Eeyore attitude. Like, I don't love that either. Like, I love people in great energy but who are wearing scars. <laughs> I guess that's the best way to put it. It really is that. It's like I want... I want to know that you're damaged too. I want to know that you're not afraid to own the fact that we all have stuff that we grow through, you know, go through, grow through. But we also have then from that point forward, what you show the world matters. You know, whether you show them that you're still going to be a positive person with good energy or whether you're going to get sucked down into the holes of life, you know, those cracks that people get stuck in. So for me, if I could see your scars and then I could see your positivity, wow, that combination is awesome, right? You've been through some stuff and look at you. That I always am attracted to. So just some food for thought when you want to, you know, bury, avoid any of your things, thinking, well, it's going to bring less mess, less drama. Mm, you might bring in better people into your circle and energy if you are owning that you've had some stuff being communicative around it, telling your story, and letting people do with it as they please. Just be fine with that. But don't try to not talk about things, not go there, not get so deep. All that stuff is just ick, you know? Why do you not want to get so deep is what I always want to say. Like, what is it? Like, tell me why we're not talking about our feelings here. Because the more you're telling me you want to, like, glaze over some stuff and not get so deep, then... <laughs> then I know the cracks are even deeper. You're so afraid to get down in them, you're afraid you're not gonna come back out. So maybe they haven't worked through their stuff yet. Maybe they're still in the cracks. <laughs> so maybe they don't wanna reveal that. Sometimes we are, we're in the middle of it. We're not through it yet. I mean, that's just life anyway, right? Like when are we ever on the other side of it? I don't know. It's more like peaks and valleys, right? But if when we're in the deepest, darkest pit, it is sometimes hard to just you know, wear that on our sleeve and share that with the world. Sometimes we want to kind of get out a little first, 
before we're willing to reveal. So, you know, maybe we'll give benefit of the doubt to the people in our world who might be in the crack at the moment and give them a minute to like, you know, come to terms with some stuff on their own and feel a little more solid again before we're asking them to like information dump to us. But I'm going to use this opportunity to take a quick break, guys, and we'll be right back. We're getting into the holiday season, guys. It's not missed on me that I think tomorrow is going to be the big day of Thanksgiving. So um, whether you're hearing this in live time or you're just watching the replay, it doesn't really matter. I just wanted to remind everybody that I have a client-only Facebook group where I will be coaching people through things like how to get through big anniversaries and the holidays and some of these tough times that this time of year brings up, how we are tackling um, in our own lives, what's working, what's not, we're supporting each other. Um, I have a whole library of episodes on all kinds of other topics if you're at a different phase in your healing, but to help people through their grief and help people find ways that have worked for others. So if that sounds appealing to you, I have space and it's a great time of year to join. Uh, it is $33 a month. You can be in as long or as little as you like. Hey, maybe if somebody's asking you what it is you want this holiday season, maybe you put this in their ear and say, hey, I'd actually love a subscription to this. Uh, I don't know, or give it to a family member or a friend. It doesn't matter, uh, but if you think it will help, then give it a try. What's the worst that you have to lose is $33 for the first month and then you can leave whenever it doesn't work for you. So if that speaks to you, I will drop the link in today's podcast description. Back to the show. I feel the importance to mention this since this topic is probably making a lot of you feel like, yeah, see, I was right. <laughs> you know, this person isn't sharing enough. They're not communicating well enough. If you're in your head with that right now, um, I want to bring another side of the coin up a little bit. Um, just because we are adjusted or, you know, dealing well with our own situations and things that have gone on and other people aren't in the same space in their own healing journey, we cannot put our stuff on them and expect them to be at the same level of, as us, right? So it would be easy to be like, well, I had a harder thing that went on in mine and I've put all my stuff out there, so why aren't they there? That is really like sort of projecting your, like, you know, that they need to be able to do it at the same pace and in the same manner that you're healing. And that's kind of an unfair thing too. So keep in mind that whoever you're having your dealings with, um, whether it's a family member, whether it is a, a love interest, whether it is, you know, a child, it doesn't matter. But whoever it is, they've got their own pace at which that processing all happens and their own past experiences that sometimes compound things. Like, let's say the past three relationships someone else has been in, they've been cheated on. There's a great example, right? Three times in a row, they've had somebody treating them really badly. Now, the impact of that is going to be very different than for somebody who might have had like maybe it was a bigger deeper hurt maybe it was a husband or wife who did that to them or something like you think oh well i had my husband cheated on me then then this person they they you know their past few girlfriends have like kind of done them wrong by talking to people but it's not as big as like a husband cheating well still you got to remember this compounding effect too like so all the layers of our life they just they add on and and so that our subconscious mind adds to the story, you know, this is more evidence to prove. So you don't know how deep those layers run for someone else. Um, now you're asking them to completely trust in you and their trust has already been broken 
over and over and over again every time they've stuck their neck back out again, right? <laughs> That's very different. So as much as yours might have been a deeper hurt, um, it also, there's different levels, there's different layers. What did they see with their parents versus what, you know, example were you shown versus, you know, there's all kinds of things. So if you just start doing this comparison thing, it never shakes out. There are never two things that, um, sorry, I should have turned off my notifications. There's never two things that, um, that go, exactly like no two people's stories are exactly the same where you can have that same exact expectation of a reaction to something you know or an ability to open up so while i don't think it's fair to expect somebody else to be at the same level of healing and you know place of acceptance in their own life I still believe that we should in fairness to ourselves have boundaries around what it is that will accept from others. I mean, if somebody is really closed down, banged up, battered, bruised from their life experiences, and they haven't found their way back to the light yet, and they're still kind of in the trenches, I think you need to have a, a, a healthy boundary around what is acceptable to you in terms of, you know, allowing into your life. Because if they are in that state, they might not be able to fully give what they get from you. So you might always feel like, man, I'm putting in so much more than they are to this friendship. I call them constantly, but they're not, you know, ever checking in to see how I'm doing. Or I'm always, you know, sharing all this about my life, but I never get anything back about theirs. Uh, whatever it is, you know, you are allowed to have boundaries around what you expect from the people in your world. And when it doesn't match I usually say again that's where communication is key like just say to the person I kind of need more from you like sometimes I feel like I I give you everything in my heart and you just kind of keep it superficial with me I want to know more about you like I'm kind of particular with this like if people aren't willing to open up and trust me then you know I don't have a ton of time and energy to put into you know giving so much of myself to it you know um, I always just say energy is the stuff of life so like when somebody's willing to give you like time is energy right when someone's willing to give you their time and their energy and their story and all that that's like life-giving stuff that's the stuff of life so if they're willing to do that they're giving a lot of themselves you know like I know that for some people they'll say like well I never they never call me they never or they never set plans or whatever but I'm like but you just texted back and forth for two hours straight of their day you literally just energy sucked them for the entire afternoon <laughs> like not in a bad way they were willing to give that to you you know what I mean they that but that was them showing up for you that was them giving their energy and what they had to you now don't expect them to tomorrow want to hang out like they might not have that much available time and energy you know just be aware that somebody's listening ear or you know back and forth banter or whatever it is that is a big give we're busy people when somebody's willing to give that of themselves to you then you're special in their life even if they only reach out once in a day it's like they still thought of you in their day. We're busy. I have had days yesterday was so bananas. I kid you not. I ran from one thing to the next to the next. Actually, as a matter of fact, I remember I had to race to meet a plumber and threw on my winter boots just because they were easy to slide into versus like tying a sneaker or anything like that. So it's not really boot weather yet. 
it kind of is like we had one tiny little snow that melted immediately and like these next few days have been actually pretty beautiful temperatures and stuff so boots are ridiculous looking but my point being i zipped out of the house to go meet him there then had to run to the mailbox then had to run to the grocery store then had to run to the oh the pharmacy and then the school and by the time i got to the school i was supposed to go in and i looked down at my feet and was like well i can't go in today <laughs> like i literally have been just so racing that there was not one second of my day to send a hey how you doing in the middle of the day basically if you heard from me in that manner that means it was like the two second window while I was sitting at the pharmacy drive-through before my car rolled up to the window when I had about 20 seconds to quickly send something that means that I spend that one free second to maybe like pop a piece of gum in my mouth or something <laughs> I spent that time texting you so that was a big give now on the receiving person's end they could be like oh my gosh I heard from her for 20 seconds in the middle of the day and that was it but guess what you're not in someone else's shoes so you can't know how much of a give that really was now one of my best friends from high school her and I were talking on the daily back and forth like a lot for a few weeks like consistently now both of us have jobs that where we're working for ourselves and we have the ability some flexibility and so we can push things a little, you know what I mean? Like here or there and like I can just work later tonight and whatever. We both make accommodations. But we also have times in which, no, I have to record this podcast episode today. No, I have to meet with my client. You know, we have no options to budge sometimes. And that had been happening for the last two to three days where she, I had like, things were imploding in my life. And so I really wanted to talk to her, but she wasn't available. And I had to be okay with that. Like, that's her life. And for me to make an assumption that she just wasn't carving out time for me when I needed her is so wrong on so many levels. Because on the flip side, what was happening in her life wasn't maybe as emotionally draining as what I was going through. And she would have loved to have been there to support me. But she's running. Like, she was in that running mode like I was yesterday where she's... No, I've been at my clients all day. I have like two hours where I have to go run, do my errands, clean my house, get my son. Da, da, da. You know, I mean, we're doing things. So we also have to just, yes, set boundaries. But when you do it, be a little flexible. And even in your mindset with what other people's lives might be like. Because we've all been there, right? Like who who has not been there at a time where literally, no, I was out straight today. This is the first break I'm taking. I haven't even had lunch and it's, you know, four o'clock at night. Like those things happen to all of us. So if we can imagine instead of getting kind of up in our stuff when we haven't heard from somebody or, you know, we're not feeling fully supported, just thinking like, ooh, what if they're having that moment that day? You know, just let it go. Let it be okay. And also have some layers of your own support where like if they're unavailable, you've got other people you could reach out to or lean on or, you know, something that will make you feel good where you don't need to connect with another person. You go and, I don't know, get your nails done or something, <laughs> go get a massage. I don't know if you can't afford that, maybe put on some junk TV and eat some ice cream. You know what I'm saying? Like just find a way to make yourself feel good and stay in a good energy without having to have that person feeding that need in you. Like find your own inner sort of boosting ability, something that's going to make you feel good without needing that instead of 
pointing a finger of blame <laughs> without assuming somebody's not thinking about you or you know doesn't give you the energy you give them they might just not have the capacity at this moment it might actually be that out straight you know I had a friend recently who I was like wow I just don't hear from this person and they had said like oh working really late hours but I did not really put two and two together until I talked to a mutual friend who said Oh yeah, we've been working to like 4.30 in the morning. I'm like, what? You know, <laughs> like how far off was I on this? Like when somebody says like long days, late nights, I don't think of working until 4.30 in the morning. That doesn't cross my mind. <laughs> so we really do not know. And assuming, I mean, it doesn't do good things for anybody, right? And it definitely makes us jump to crazy conclusions. I almost just jumped down a friend's throat yesterday. I was so up in my stuff because I came into some information where I felt really deceived, was really upset about it, and was like basically ready to be a little bit snarky and and kind of just cut things off. I was like, I'm exhausted. This is, it made me so upset. And then a friend said to me, you know, there's still that 1% chance, you know? And in that 1% chance that you have this all wrong, how stupid will you feel? And how sad would that be to, like, cut something off, you know, that you value and you were wrong? And she said with her own situation with her, own, her husband, she had done that once before. And she's like, and then once I realized that I was the one that was in the wrong, I've never felt so stupid and I've always carried it with me to this day. So it was a life lesson that she shared with me that saved me from making the same mistake. Because guess what happened? The 1%. <laughs> of course it did. You know, so I think the universe was trying to show me something. It was trying to show me like, hey, you jump to your own conclusions real fast. Like, here's why you shouldn't be. Because this is a way one-off chance that you're right and or that you're wrong about this. And it happened to be that it was that very rare instance. And actually even not even as bad as that. Like it was really not, not that big of a thing. So boy, I mean, if you really want to keep being right, God and universe is going to keep on showing you in painful ways sometimes how wrong you can be. And that's a terrible way to have to learn lessons, right? To have to keep it, having it be shown in your face that, you know, all the time. It's just it's tiring. So don't have to be right. We don't want to have to be right. We don't have to have it our way. We also don't have to save everybody from the drama and from the messiness of sharing ourselves. Do not avoid tough stuff under the umbrella of trying to keep it clean and not making messy drama being brought into this, you know, into this relationship, whatever it is, friendship, um, you know, anything, whatever. <laughs> don't, don't use that excuse of wanting, wanting, <laughs> wanting, of wanting to, uh, keep it real neat and tidy because it only gets messier with holding back information. That part I, I know for certain. Um, and even if you don't feel prepared to reveal so much of yourself to somebody, it's fine to just give a superficial, but an honest answer and to just say, there's a lot more to that I'd rather not get into right now. That I don't feel like is avoidance in the same way, right? As lack of communication or lies or things like that. Like trying to keep it not messy by covering something up or burying it or um, like, uh, what's the term for that? When it's like um, a lie of omission, that's the phrase I was looking for. You know, that's still 
lying to someone, you know, if you're trying to just not answer. I see a lot of dodgy answers to questions these days. People don't ever just come, like you, if you ask more than one question, by the way, via text, email, post, if you ask more than one question, you're gonna get one answer to the easiest question you asked. Just remember that. People will scan through some big old block of text, look for the simplest question, give the simplest answer. That's kind of on you. <laughs> you know, if you're asking 50 million things because your brain's running a mile a minute, welcome to my category. But um, <laughs> I do that to people all the time. I really need to know like three things and I ask it all in one question and then I, I don't get all my answers, which in fairness makes perfect sense. I am French, my brain works fast, talk, my mouth talks fast, so my texting fingers move quickly and I just put it all out there at once. I mean, on this podcast, those of you who are still listening, it's because you must have a family member, friend or self who speaks quickly because I've been told so many times I talk so fast. I probably get an hour and a half to two hours worth of talk into like a 40 minute span because I just, you know, some, some podcasts I listen, it feels like slow motion to me. And I'm not sure that's for me. But <laughs> that empty space does give people the chance to process and some people need that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not going to catch that on this podcast. <laughs> I, I could try to slow the speed down, but the way my brain works it is just information, information. <laughs> so anyway, I, back to the messy business here. There's nothing messy about honesty. You know, we all have baggage. We all have scars. Wear them proudly. Carry them with you. And, you, you know, yeah, you can reveal slow, um, but the important part is I feel like, you know, still unlatching the suitcase. You know what I'm saying? Like not being this lockbox. <laughs> you can't be totally closed off or in a deceptive space. Like don't just try to cover with lies to make it easy. You know, definitely approaching it from the point of like, I'm open. I'm just not here for it this second. Like, I just don't have the emotional capacity to get deeply into this with you right now because I'm already deeply into it, period. But like, yeah, th there's this, <laughs> you know, that's helpful. If your friend is like overloaded at work or whatever, she doesn't have to give you time and energy because she doesn't have it. But sometimes if you're that friend and you're just super busy, it doesn't hurt if somebody's calling, texting, trying to reach out to you in all these avenues to just give a quick... I'll reach out to you as soon as things clear up. I wish I had the time I don't. You know what I mean? Like anything. Like then you, they know you're alive. I was so worried about my friend. And by the way, I think she handled it fine. She did give me those type of texts. But um, even still, the worry wart in me, I blame my mama for this, who's probably going to listen to this podcast. But yep, there's a worry nature in her. And if you don't hear back, I do get more nervous. <laughs> like my um, youngest son and I reached out to her last night by phone call. And um, still didn't hear this morning, so I reached out again. I'm like, sorry, I'm being a pain in the butt. But to me, like, if I don't hear back after saying I'm worried, then I get more worried. You know, <laughs> I need somebody to just say, I'm good. <laughs> All's good. Reach out soon. Done. You know, try to use those 20 seconds wisely, I guess is what I'm saying. But um, <laughs> I think the takeaway that I want you all to have today is just that, 
in this world of everybody wanting less drama, everybody wanting things not to get messy, I mean, who doesn't really fall in that category? Like, make sure that you look in the mirror at yourself and make sure you're not unnecessarily doing that to anyone else on any level, that you're not maybe needing a little, you know, clean up yourself in the way of being open, honest, and non-avoidant, <laughs> and give a little leeway to those in your circle that maybe they're going through some stuff, maybe they haven't revealed everything, maybe they're still a really good person. Try with communication to see if they're willing to open up and let you in. And for those of us who know we're avoiding and know that we're trying to keep it a little superficial, you know, maybe it won't hurt to let people down a layer a little bit. <laughs> let them in a little deeper and see how that goes because usually you'll find a little bit more support, a little more openness. You get what you give. So be open. <laughs> Thanks for joining, guys. This was a fun one and I appreciate you as always. Don't forget to like, subscribe, follow, download, all the good stuff to keep me going. All right, I hope to see you next week. Bye, guys. <laughs>